Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Okay, we are here. It's mid-December report time. Who else to report with me than Miss Aida Ramirez, our correspondent in the streets? Hello, Benji's <laughs> up in these streets. So in these streets, like she ran in them streets, but she did actually. So you guys, Aida actually showed up and she came to my home and she came to my holiday Hallmark party. <laughs> I had so much fun. It was such a good time. I love your home. It's beautiful. Such good vibes. And Thank the you. You guys, the dogs really are what the dogs have been described as on this podcast. They are so tender and sweet and beautiful and just so loving. And Aww. yeah, <laughs> your partner's fantastic. Like I just. Thanks. And see, he does exist. Cause some people don't think that I have a partner. <laughs> they think he doesn't exist. Like I'm Karen Walker's some no, no. shit, but yeah. Lovely, the whole thing. like amazing human. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it was cute. So one of the best things about doing our holiday party so early is that it's over with now. Like, I'm like, I'm done. I am scot-free. I can attend other people's, but I don't have to worry about anything. House is decorated. We are all set. I did what I had to do to prove myself in this neighborhood. And now <laughs> I am done. So like my Hallmark Christmas is done. <laughs> Check. So with all the trees and everything. Um. But yeah, it was cute. And I really appreciate you coming out. Um, you and Tommy got to like come and hang out in the house. And it was um, it was a good year. We had a lot of people here this year. Yeah. And so, yeah. and it was like in, remarkable, you guys. So like we do this party every year and it's always a toy drive that benefits some other um, program. This year it was for Vista Hill Foundation here in San Diego that really deals with like a lot of like mental trauma and people in the spectrum and um drug you know rehabilitation those sorts of things and so they have lots of different programs and so the one thing that we were really going for in this one just because of like you know what life is is that you know like their um stein education center which is like a focus on uh people on the spectrum from young you know as soon as they diagnose you know when you're two years old or whatever all the way up to like 23 years old you know and so it was like it was great it was a good give back um we raised like 500 dollars also on the side you know, in addition to the toys. Yeah. So it's been like, it was a really, really successful event here. It's something fun that we do kind of like half business, half, you know, like personal, you know what I mean? So you got to meet like friends and colleagues and all kinds of, you know, random people. So it was a, it was a good night. Um, You ended up leaving. You went up to, you took the train to LA. So we need yeah. to hear, how was the train? How was your trip? I loved my little train ride. First of all, so as a East Coast person, for mm -hmm. me, the, the the biggest shock was the price because I was like, is really that cheap? Like, like you're $55 not going to- $55 for executive fare? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, because for us over here, you know, our train lines, you know, DC to Atlanta to Boston, New York, Philly, like that line gets used a lot. And so- mm -hmm. If you book last minute, you're you're paying for it. Like 
you're you're paying upwards of a hundred. Like, oh, you need this, so I'm going to charge you more. Yeah, which is such so gross because usually it's for an emergency, and you know what I mean, like those right. kind of trips. Like, come right. on, some last minute. An emergency Buttigieg, get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, come on. So basically, um, I was already shocked with that. Then, like you said, I love that you were like, do business because they'll give you snacks. Mm -hmm. And so they give you a box with a bunch of snacks in them. But isn't Um, it great, though, because business is also you're on the second level. So you feel a little bit higher. Like, tell me you were not doing your rose on the Titanic. Like, dun, 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 dun. Super fancy. Yeah, because you're Mm -hmm. up on, you're one level above everybody else. And then you you have your snacks. And and it's it's also, um, they give you a complimentary beverage. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like, gonna get me an adult beverage so I got me a a white wine Mm -hmm. and and I love the the snack box because it was like kind of complete because it had like a dip which is a fat it had tons of carbs and then they had like a meat stick in there so you got a protein so I was like Uh this isn't like overly indulgent it's like good indulgent it's (laughs) just they don't want you blowing up their bathroom so they're just gonna give you just enough (laughs) and then the view like the ocean like that whole train ride mm-hmm. is just really beautiful on the way up um, it's very romantical like that's the thing is that people don't understand like the surf liner here like from san diego to like la or la back like you and you can actually go along the coastline when it's not all eroded and scary but like when it's good it's good <laughs> it, it is it is very good um and then it's it's relatively quick like mm-hmm. you know it's once you like spend some time eating your snacks Right. Then you spend some time looking at the views. Then you maybe scroll your phone a little bit. And then before you know it, you're like there. It's it's really a good thing. So and then you got off at there. Like, where, did you go to LAX? No. So I got off at Glendale because my friend lives in Pasadena. Oh, OK. Um, so I got I just wanted to be closer to her so she didn't have to drive as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just had like fun. We did. I did Glendale Christmas. I like walked around there little shopping center like there's a mall there i forgot the name of it who um, do you think you are holiday calendar you're just like going around just eating christmas for, like from like different locations around the u.s now <laughs> i feel so freaking fly right now you don't even understand <laughs> um and then because we were in glendale and i know that there's like a large armenian population there and i've never had armenian food we went to eat at a place mm-hmm. um and we both had like lamb and they make like different kinds of rices she had like mm-hmm. a cherry rice and I had like like a cilantro rice and we just hung out and I haven't seen her in a very long time so it's just really good to be in like it's good to be in your friend's energy like I left you and I was like a buzz from just like being around you and like your people and like your community and then I you know took this beautiful train ride and then I went and right to another friend like another shelter you know like your friends really I think once you're older it's just like where there's a line between like friendship and family and it's like it gets really blurry I think the older you get and the more time you spend with people it's nice too because when you have like friends who are like um present in their lives I'll say it that way mm-hmm. who are like active participants in their lives like that's like that's like such a big deal and I don't know if it's like talked about oh my god we're getting Christmas philosophical we're getting holiday there but like <laughs> But there's like a whole thing because like I do have some friends, you know, who just kind of like who are very um, 
paper bag floating in the wind. You know what I mean? Hello, Katy Perry. But like, you know, you have those kind of things. And so, and those people are really, really great. And they're fun to have fun with, you know, during pride or Halloween when you're going to be out and about and you're kind of like, and, and then there's like a thing, like I think that happens like fourth quarter of the year when you start kind of like, okay, let's touch down with family. Let's touch down with friends and those sorts of things. And I think that there's just like a little, um, there's something to be said about like your friends who have like, some foundation some solidness to them and that kind of thing because then you can kind of like enjoy the season and not feel some type of way or feel guilt or feel weird you know what I mean yeah. I don't know if I'm making sense I it is making sense to me it's like a it's it's grounding it's you know it's a type it's, like, it's a shelter it's a home it's it's being adult in a sense you know what I mean like and not and not losing your sense of like fun and you know responsibility and all that sort of a thing but at the same time it's just kind of like um you can enjoy this time because you have set yourself up so you can enjoy this time you know what i mean those kind of things yeah, definitely definitely when you get to the end of the year you're like oh wait what like if you didn't if you didn't handle it because i've definitely had holidays where like i got to it and i was like i guess i can't leave the house but you know thankfully you know i i um I'm in that place right now, though, is like I'm senioritizing so bad for the end of the year. I am so done. Like I like people are calling me for things for work and I'm like, what do you need? <laughs> like, Guys, we, are, we are firmly in cycle back to next year season. <laughs> so why is anyone stressing anyone? We all know we're not doing shit until January 2nd or 3rd. Why are I we doing and that's the thing is like, I have a project to work on right now. Like I have a client, my first client of the year um, is one of my favorites. You know what I mean? I have like five really fantastic clients who like, let me rock and roll on their projects. They have budgets that you can work with that ensure that, you know, that, that you can give them the quality of what they're looking for and make a couple of dreams come true, whatever you want to call it. But like, um, so I have one that comes early in the year and that one is like, um, it's clockwork to me. You know what I mean? Like it's, I've been doing this now for six years with them. And so we just add on, but we have a foundational, you know, like level of how like things go. Here's a decor, here's the production, here's the entertainment. And so I'm just jamming with them right now. You know what I mean? Like, do you like this band? Nope. Okay. Next one. Let's do this. And then I have these phone calls. Like this girl calls me, right? And she's like, okay, so I, you know, I, and this is okay. We first engaged in September. Okay. Yeah. And so I don't think I'm giving enough, enough away for me to have any issues or to me, you know, forfeit a sale here. But, um, so like she engaged me on a project for in, back in September and the project isn't until January, 2025. 2025 why are we talking about this right now <laughs> because people because the thing is is like when it comes to like the corporate world and the associations and things like that that have money to spend they're snapping up hotels they're snapping up conference centers they're snapping up you know like it's yeah. like happening for the future and so people are set up like i have a client who's set up through 2032 she's pretty much giving me my dates so mm -hmm. i have like job security great but it's great. We we started a, a brainstorming session. We get there and now she's like calling me and she's like, yeah, you know, so we're going to, you know, we really like some of these ideas, but now we want to like flesh them out and blah, blah, blah. And like, so to take next steps, I was like, okay, great. You know, and I'm like, okay, do you have a deadline when you need these? Oh, it'd be really great as soon as possible. I'm like, 
girl, <laughs> it is holiday party season. My staff is pulled to like <laughs> their end. They are all laffy taffy right now because like we, you know, you have five events, you know, happening one day and it's like, you know, maybe, you know, um, strolling carolers at a university you know over here and then you have santa claus happening at this hotel you have a full-on you know hotel like a what do you call it a restaurant buyout happening so we had all these like programs and this girl wanted something like immediate i'm like okay well i understand your request and i would happily like to engage this request but it's going to be on my timeline. Right. <laughs> like It's just like, I can't, I can't kill myself for you. And not only that, like, I want to be able to enjoy my holidays and I, I'm just not working as fast right now. And then also if you, if you don't have the money to show and you're not sure what your budget is and you can't really be clear with me, then it's like, I have, you're giving me the thing that it's not as serious to you. So I can kind of put this off a little bit, you know what I mean? So I'm engaging with her and I'm giving her things that she needs, but I'm piecemealing because I don't have the time to like dedicate because of other people who have here and now projects. So it's just been kind of there. So what was nice in the leak, this is like a roundabout way. So we took this nice little, like um, we had our like our little retreat for our office. So yeah. I literally I not, I took like five days off of work here. It feels like, because it was around the hall. It was around the weekend. And then Friday was the event. And then Monday and Tuesday, we took the whole staff and their partners and whatnot. We got to go to Disney. Mm. So we were Disneyland and celebrating with Mickey Mouse and everything. I have to say, this was one of my favorite trips like this that we've done. Because mm -hmm. we do stuff like this with our staff a lot. Just, you know, to show your thanks and then also to just inspire you know what I mean like when you go and see different things and like and we've done different museums you've done like the wonder spaces you know in the past and you know um just different engagements you know that we've we've done with with our staff and Disney's always like a fun one because like it's like an all expense paid trip you know so everybody has a lot of fun and they go do their thing and um I don't know if I'm talking out of school here but like um something I realized <laughs> I don't like being in stuck with crowds. Like I really need to push forward and get my Kardashian money happening because I don't <laughs> want to be stuck in lines anymore. Like it's lines just, <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. Um, I concur. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I Like I, once you get the rhythm of New York, you start to like build your schedule around when it's least populated or when you can bypass things very fast you know, until that Kardashian money hits. But, but, it's, but, but there's one thing, like when you're in New York, when you're stuck in the subway, oh, you're stuck in the subway, stuck in the tube, blah, 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 you know what I mean? There's one thing. But like when you're usually like, you experienced this with me when we went to saw Titanic, mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, I'm having a little bit of an anxiety moment because we're sitting center of house, yeah. center yeah. stage, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, we were right in the middle and people were going to be blocking us in from both sides. And I don't like feeling trapped. Like I have become a person in my age that, and I don't know if it was like a COVID thing or if it was like what it was exactly, but it's just like, I need to have like an escape route. Like I need to know that I can just duck out here. Like, I don't know. I have to pee a lot. That's, that's one of those things you guys, TMI, whatever, but like, <laughs> 
I am constantly like, I have to pee right now. Bye. You know what I mean? Like, and there were times that we would be like in these lines and it's like, you know, like we didn't really wait very long because we did like magic key and we did like the genie and all that sort of thing. So we have like our like little ways of making everything a little bit better, but it was like, we would get into like a line and we'd be like, okay, well we have like, oh, it's like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't wait here for 10 minutes. I have to pee right now. Like, it's just like, and it's like, you just went. And like every single time that somebody would be like, oh, I have to use the bathroom. I'm like me too. Like I just run. And like, because I am a child, like it, it's just, it's nervousness. It's my anxiety. It's how I manifest. And so I need to like gauge that and figure that all out because I love traveling. I love being on planes and everything, but like, I'm manifesting that like in my belly and in my bladder. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I hope that it comes through for you. And uh, I, I love me a cut line. I gotta say, since it's doing, just... since doing airline and I have like I get to bypass through mm-hmm. security. It's just uh, I can't. Oh, imagine. it's the best. I can't. We fly I preferred. Like we fly, like there's there's like if I'm flying southwest, I'm A-list. Like I can't do this. Like I cannot wait with these people. Like, please move, move. I'm gay and I'm preferred. And my <laughs> shoes are ready to come off. I didn't wear a belt to the airport to be stopped. Like it's just like there are certain things. Yeah, for sure. Who, when I buy shoes, not learn. that's exactly how I buy them. I'm like, mm, do you think that there's metal in here and it'll ding on TSA because I can't. Oh, I have my travel shoes. Like I have my flyies by Nike. Like, like I have like certain things. Like I will make sure. And like, and I've become a very big fan. Um, you guys, as you guys can tell, we have nothing to talk about today. So we're just <laughs> gonna be all over the map. So this is what we're gonna get. I do have like a little article here that I'm gonna surprise Aggie with here with with um a moment here. I get that with uh, the best pre Christmas movies ranked by usa today we're gonna get into that in a second here okay um yeah so i just i pulled that up here but so a couple things are out there the golden globes and everything but we're talking about this okay back to my disney trip though we actually enjoyed we watched the parade a christmas you know the the christmas parade this year and i never do that you know what i mean because it's usually like what ride can we get on next let's go let's go you know what i mean it's those kind of things and and I'm really one for like using that genie for all it's worth. And there was another guy in our group who was really, really good as well, who's been going to Disneyland forever. So it was just like, okay, let's not take that one because that one's not sold, selling out right now. Let's take this one because it's pushing forward. Like he knew, you know, which ones to take as well. So we really played that. We would be standing in line, girl. So how these like new genie passes work if y'all are going to disneyland please just get or in disney world hit me up in my dms and i will give you a little hints of how to make your day work because you really can plan and do everything in the park if you're good about it you know what i mean and so and how these like little it's like a um the fast pass the lightning lanes and everything is that you can like reset you can set things up for the future so we would like and then you have like you can hold more than one pass at a time, but you have so much time that you're allowed to like if I apply to get on the incredible ride, you know, right now I have like an hour or I can ride that ride and then another key opens up for me. You know what I mean? And so you can hold multiple, you know, genie passes and that yeah. sort of thing. So we he we would be in line. He's like at 1231, we can get the next pass. And so I'm like, okay, I'm on it. Like, so like he was keeping track of time and I was just jumping in and getting everybody. Our events people though. Like mm-hmm. how, how eventy of you is that? You're but like, it was like, 
like, here's a schedule. This is the way to do it. Da, 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 da. We need to hit our mark and go. <laughs> and the thing is, but we held it to at a time. We did it in such a way too that everybody had their own tickets. So everybody had their own autonomy that they could do whatever they wanted because the couples, you know, split off, you know, and that kind of thing. Plus, like, I'm also, y'all, I'm getting to the age where if you want me at that park at the opening, I will be taking an Irish exit back to the hotel for a nice two-hour respite where I'm going to change my shoes, <laughs> change into warmer clothes, <laughs> like, and come back fresh. I come back to that park and everybody's like looking all haggard and there's me smelling good and just walking through those lines like I own the world. Like, I will not let you catch me slipping at Disneyland. Like, <laughs> so but I just like I need to go take my moment you know what I mean and I think it's also just kind of like too many people too much you know like I need like my introvertness needs to like go for a second and like okay let's go away for a second come back but we did like and we came back and I timed it so we came back to do the parade the second time it was going out so I got to watch the parade we went into oh. a bunch of other rides we watched the fireworks which I'd never watched the fireworks at Disney and um, I did for this one. It was just, it was cute. It like kind of, it made it feel really, really holiday. And then at the end of the night yesterday, we, um, I did some Christmas shopping on Main Street in Disneyland. <laughs> so like, I was just like, you know, what? I'm in Disneyland. You can't get these gifts for other places. Let's do it. So I ran around and did all that. So it was, it was fun. Um, I'm just trying to think little stupid stories. Okay. Here's one of the, the funny, cute stories. So we were. One of my trips going to the bathroom because I had to pee again. Um, <laughs> and I'm like washing my hands. And this is at the end of like in the bathroom over near um, Space Mountain. And this guy comes out of like the stall with the sun, you know, and he's like, okay, let's wash our hands. And the little boy looks at me. He was like, why? I didn't even poop. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, kid. <laughs> So it was like little things like that with kids all day, seeing the magic of like these little girls as like the parade came down and you hear them screaming, Elsa, Elsa. And it's like, and all this princess had to do from on top of her tower, literally, was just like look down at these girls and do like a wave and like do like a little kiss. These two little girls, both quiet as can be, and then just standing there, just staring at her. Like you just saw the magic of like, Disney core memories happening around you internalizing that yeah oh it was just it was the cutest so it was like that so it was like it was totally a good trip it was totally worth you know like going we had a lot of fun we rode everything we paid extra money to ride rise of the resistance just because we were there let's do it so you know they charge you an extra 26 dollars to jump the line at the Star Wars ride. <laughs> like No, but I'm not surprised. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. In addition I'm to in addition to having the genie pass. I mean, like it's insane. Remember Oso oh Susia that's happening every third Friday over at the rail here in San Diego. We have lots of new programs coming out and new some new partnerships. This month for the month of December, we are on December's 15th at the rail. This month with DJ Rick Betta, we have Gogo Zaddy. Yes, Gogo Zaddy from Gogo for the Gold and you know from X and the OnlyFans and all that other stuff. We also have Tony Vega. You guys know him from all those thick parties. And uh 
resident dancer Rico Prada is going to be in house. So make sure you guys do check that out. We are now powered by Mr. M I S T R. You make sure that you guys do check them out for all of your testing and prep needs because please do. They're giving us money to inform you guys. And we want to make sure that we are good with and diligent with our partnerships. So we know that you guys like to be thoughts and be all crazy, but make sure that you guys get tested and all that sort of thing. So do look up Mr. And make sure that you guys follow them online. Thank you guys so much. Do look for links in the bios for all the tickets and everybody's links and all that. Thanks so much. Let's jump around. We teased the top Christmas movies, but before we get into that, the Golden Globe nominations did come out. And so some of the stuff was surprising. Some of it wasn't surprising, especially in a year of like, um, with all these strikes happening, you know, and then also like this, the reckoning of, you know, what's going on with all these associations and, you know, HuffPo and all that sort of thing. And so let me pull this as we talk. Um, I'm just going to pull up the uh, Instagram because it has the less ads. So we'll be able to just like look at it through there. Okay. Best picture drama. Drama. Okay. I need to be able to click on these things. Oh, you're sharing with me. Yay. Yeah, I'm trying to, but it's like being weird. Okay. Best picture. Best picture. <laughs> Best picture drama, Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Zone of Interest. I have not seen one of these and I do not care. I want to see the Flower Moon one and Maestro because I think Bradley from the from the um commercials or the trailers, he just looks like he transformed into this person. And I I want to see Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Bradley Cooper loves wearing some prosthetics, man. Like in this, he's wearing like a nose. Like, remember what was that movie, The American Hustle or whatever? Like when he wore like the bald cap, you know what I mean? Like he just he wants something. Like he had the, the he peed on stage behind Lady Gaga in her movie. Like he always wants to play with prosthetics when he doesn't need to be. That's hilarious <laughs> that you call it her movie because it's actually his movie. <laughs> it's her movie. Let's talk about it. The thing is, is I mean, do you do you know that like Beyonce was supposed to be that? Really? Originally, Beyonce was cast in that, and it just wasn't working out with the schedule. And then she signed that contract with um Disney, and things just didn't work out. I can't see that at all. I mean, I think there wouldn't have been a shallow; it would have been something else. It would have been something completely different. It would have been I deep. Guess. Beyonce deep. <laughs> wow you know because oh gosh you're like mind-blowing me right now yeah you know know that um do we care about anything he's actually up for a golden globe for his for his portrayal on that but it's like leo dicaprio silly murphy andrew scott coleman domingo Um, oh my god i freaking love coleman domingo i love coleman domingo Yes, I but I've like so I've loved Coleman since any of the fame. Like I've loved because he like is a New York theater person before he started doing film and TV. And I've seen him in shows there. There was I think it was called maybe Passing Strange. I don't remember the name of it, but he's just like a delicious actor. Just I I wanted to be Coleman. Oh nice. Well, that's the thing. And so uh, I'm just going to do the big ones real quick. Best picture, musical or comedy, um, air, American fiction, Barbie, 
The mm-hmm. Holdovers, May, December, and Poor Things. May, December is on Netflix. I got to check that out. May, December is a musical or a comedy? I was saying it's a comedy, but it doesn't seem like it would be. It's about oh, like... Not to me. I mean, yeah. we're going to have to watch it and see about that, huh? I feel like Barbie is is a pretty good one to like put your money on, but I have a feeling like The Holdovers is going to win. Something like that. Um, best female actor motion picture Fantasia Barino for color purple which is like we haven't even get to, got to see it yet Jennifer Lawrence Natalie Portman Alma Poisit um, Margot Robbie and Emma Stone I don't know I'm ready I'm like ready to, I like I need to see some of these movies because that Emma Stone movie looks a lot of fun strange yeah, things looks a lot crazy <laughs> We gotta check that out. Best male action motion picture comedy: Nicolas Cage, Timothy Chalamet, Matt Damon, Paul Giamatti, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jeffrey Wright. So, hmm? who is afraid? I can't see. Let me just make this bigger for myself. Who is afraid? There we go. Bo is afraid. Got it. Bo is afraid. That's walking Phoenix. I see. I haven't seen a lot of these. So the thing is, it's not like it's exciting. Let's go over TV real quickly because we do watch some TV up in this bitch. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> let's get down into it. Best drama series. Okay. Succession, I have a feeling, is going to like sweep a lot of this, but there's a lot of good stuff here. 1923, these, The Crown. These are, yeah, these are all things that you, over the course of the year in the pod, have like we yeah. talked about a bunch of those. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, these are all the oh my gods of the pod. <laughs> I need to watch the diplomat though, um, but the Last of Us is up for this, which is crazy because like the Last of Us is being like sci-fi, so like and that never kind of gets recognized in these drama things. So HBO has this power. Um, the Morning Show, which is like Office Rocker, I don't get it. So in Succession, it's gonna be Succession. I mean, like, let's be real, Succession is gonna win Best Drama Series. Um, Female actor in a drama series, uh, Helen Mirren, 1923, Bella Ramsey, um, Last of Us, Carrie Russell, Susan Snook, Imelda Staunton, and Emma Stone, which Emma Stone, her um, show The Curse, I want to check that out. It's on Netflix, and so I need to watch that. Um, our best actor television series is Brian Cox from Succession, Karen Calkin from Succession, <laughs> Jeremy Strong from Succession, and then Pedro Pascal from The Lance of Us. Out of the pod. <laughs> uh, Gary Oldman for Slow Horses and Dominic West from The Crown. I have a feeling this is either going to go to Jeremy or Karen Calkin. I don't think, um, as much as I love my Pedro, I don't think he has a chance because of Hollywood politics. I just have a feeling. You think it's politics? I don't know, though. I, mean... I think it is. And the thing is, and it's just like those two guys are great. Um, And like Kieran Culkin did turn it out this past season. And I don't feel like Pedro Pascal, this first season of The Last of Us, really gave him as much to work with as much as Succession did, especially with the whole right. loss of the father. I just have a feeling. Um, oh, Best stand-up comedy on television. We don't care about this very much. Let's move over real quickly. Just go to the uh, comedy series and let's get out of this. Because the Golden Globes, um, best musical comedy TV series this year. Right now they are looking at, I know it's going to be Abbott Elementary, um, Fargo, 
The Bear, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, and Ted Lasso. I haven't watched that. Abbott's going to win this. Um, and the only thing that I think that's going to come for a Barry, you know, is up there. But like the thing that I think that's not Fargo. I'm sorry. Fargo's not up for this award. Um, it's Abbott Elementary, Barry, the Bear, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, and Ted Lasso. Jury Duty is surprising on here because that was the one with the real guy who was put in, you know, with all oh, the actors. Yeah, but that's so that is. Anyway, yeah, that's like a dark horse here. But yeah. Ted Lasso, being that it ended this year might get it just because things like that always get that you know that award but mm-hmm. i don't think ted lasso had a strong last season the season prior to this would have been the season that would have earned it this i think avid elementary is really the one to look at in this um best television female actor in a comedy series rachel Brosnahan from marvel's mrs mazel quinter brunson from avid elementary Ayo Adabiri from The Bear, Al Fanning from The Great, which The Great was a great show that I was watching on Hulu for a while. That's the one about um, Catherine the Great, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I fell off of it because, like, they did that thing that drives me crazy that the season ends, they end you kind of on a cliffhanger, and then they start the next season, and it has jumped forward so far in time. And so you're left to have to like grasp and try to figure out what the hell's going on because the writers didn't know how to write themselves out of a hole. So they jumped forward in time and now they're going to try to re-explain things, but just go forward. I just, I hate it. And so that's why I kind of fell off of that. You don't like that level of time traveling? I don't like it when they use time travel as a device because they don't know how to keep the story that they just gave us interesting. Okay, like see. don't don't give me a cliffhanger and then when we come back the next season we're eight months in the future and then we have to backtrack three episodes later to find out what happened in the interim because right. the because la- the morning the morning show did the same fucking shit that we ended with alex levy the like the season prior to this you know covid in her house and this season started and they had jumped forward so fast it was just it was a little bit crazy it was whiplash um, other comedy female actors that we have up for this are Selena Gomez, Only Murders, and Natasha Leone for Poker Face. Poker Face is a personal like fave for me right now, but I think if this is going to be Rachel Brosnahan or Quinta Brunson's year, it's yeah. one of those two. It's, I, I don't think everybody else is just there. And the dark horse here is going to be Io Edberry from The Bear. Yeah, I don't think Selena, L, or Natasha have a chance. Um. See if that's even anything. And then male actor in musical comedy series, Bill Hader for Barry, which I also fell away from. I stopped watching Barry, you know, and so I got to pick that back up. Steve Martin for Only Murders, Martin Short for Only Murders, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, Jason Seagal for Shrinking, and Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. I have a feeling Jeremy Allen White is going to win this year because they want to give it to somebody who feels a little bit new and it'll feel edgy. But... um. Jason Sudeikis might get it. But who it do you think is season. working the hardest, or or I should say, is working the most interesting? Because it's not really the hardest, right? It's like probably who's... Jeremy Allen White and all these out of all these guys actually, because everybody loves the Bear so much, and it's because of that, because of that guy's performance and the you know the concept that it's you know it's around. I think Bill Hader for Barry is more of like a that's Hollywood giving him that. Um, that's just I think it's a pol- politics kind of a thing. Anyways, so those are kind of like the big award pieces for there. 
So let's get ourselves into right now. Let's switch gears as we talk, because I know we're going to have a lot of opinions here. And these are the top Christmas movies ranked. I hope I've seen all of them. Uh, the 20 best from The Holdover to Scrooge. This is by Brian Truitt from oh, USA God. Today. I already know I'm going to fight him because I accidentally screw- scrolled forward and saw number 20. And I'm angry because his number 20 is Home Alone. How yeah. is that number 20 in your top 20 movies? That should be so much higher. I'm sorry. That was the standard for like child what actors. Are, well, what's the standard for holiday movie? Let's see here. So Santa Claus is coming to town, uh, but she'll have plenty of time to seek out all sorts of the holiday movie fare. There are classics naturally, like Macaulay Culkin taking on dim-witted crooks in Home Alone, or Bill Murray, self-centered TV executive, learning a thing or several about the meaning of Christmas and Scrooge. A take on Charles Dickens... A Christmas Carol, or maybe you want more modern options like last year's Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds musical Spirited, or the new Eddie Murphy comedy. He has, he has no, he has no standards. It doesn't seem like that. So let's rank the best twenty movies ever. So he's just saying this. So Brian Truitt, we do not agree with you, but let's see what you have to say because we're going to just say what we need to say. Number twenty, you put Home Alone. That right there deserves for us to egg your house, maybe even key your car. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Did you see though that Macaulay Culkin got his star? Oh my god, that was so special. I I was a little like emotional about that because I feel like you know, his whole child acting came with so much baggage because of you know, his parental trauma around that and for him to be cool. recognized for his work and his stay powers, stay and star power is really important, I think. That's the thing. And and like, it was just, it was really cute. He gave so much love to his girl, Brenda Song, you know, mm-hmm. London Tipton from Sweet Life of Jack and Co- Zach and yeah. Cody. I hate that I know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, but what do you call it? The other thing that was cute about him getting his like little star as we talk is like, um, what's her name? Um, Catherine O'Hara showed up and she's the one who did his like, you know, induction and she, you know, spoke with him and, you know, as his mom. And then he ended his little speech with Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Come on. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Um, but anyways, that was number 20. Number 19 is the ice harvest from 20 from 2005. I don't remember this one. Do you remember this with John Cusick? Uh-uh. I don't even remember this as like um as a trailer. Yeah, seriously, the ice harvest. Okay, we got to check this out. Set in Wichita, Kansas, on Christmas Eve. This Brian, twisty, cool. Brian, your um, your legitimacy is going down the toilet for me. First. No, seriously, we don't remember this one. John Cusick is a mob lawyer who steals two billion from his boss, Randy Quaid, and has issues hightailing it out of town because of bad weather. Okay, so the ice harvest number eighteen, the happiest season. This is the Hulu one. I love this one. Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis. They play the lesbian couple in a relationship. This is a good pick. I do appreciate this. This has now made my um, rotation of annual movies since 2020 that I've been watching. And so I think it would have done a lot better, too, if it didn't come out in a pandemic year. Number Mm -hmm. 17, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, again, Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas is top 10. Top 10 fodder. It really is. The thing is, is this is from 1993, y'all. Like, 
Yeah, but it's claymation from '93. Damn, so good. This movie's thirty years old. Are you? Are we serious? Like, and it still holds up. I'm gonna go walk in a river. This is (laughs) thirty years old. This, this. I'm gonna put rocks inside my pockets and walk into a river. I will throw you a flip. How (laughs) old am I? Seriously, like, I feel like I was just clubbed by one of those people from what is that movie? Um, Solomar or whatever. um but anyways nightmare before christmas is number 17 disney has really found a way to milk every last dollar out of this movie too the way that they take the haunted mansion in the disney parks and in september they change it over to nightmare before christmas so right now when you go into the haunted mansion it's playing all the la 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 i don't care okay that's me not even knowing the the, the thing <laughs> i was about to do the smurfs la 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 like that was what i was in my head but the nightmare before christmas is different and people are right now saying it in their cars the ones who know um la, 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 la. this is halloween it's not this is halloween there's there's a um la 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 oh my god see i can't even do it i'm okay i'm done you guys this is it this is like and i've only had half of my cocktail this is not fair and help send us a uh copy and paste a clip to the song in the comments please because mm. <laughs> i keep on do i keep on wanting to go into the smurfs um i wish i I, I can hear it in my head it's i can hear it in my head it's the uh la 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 now see i want to do the smurfs okay we're gonna cut and paste it in here but we are gonna keep on going this is just what it is number 16 is lethal weapon from 1987 i've never thought of this as like a holiday movie when you know like that's a debate with this movie and uh die hard yeah like but die hard is more of like that movie takes place on christmas eve you know what i mean and like there's so much more it's a christmas party that they're in and like there's so much more reference but mm-hmm. i don't remember this one is but by, by itself it's one of the best buddy cop action pictures forcing together danny glover's aging roger murdoch and mel gibson's loose cannon marty riggs these seasonal stuff just makes it all the better, including a shootout at a Christmas tree lot and Riggs uh, struggling with suicidal thoughts, ultimately finding family with whom to share a holiday dinner. Okay, I got to watch Lethal Weapon. I have not yeah. watched this in a long time. That We're not going to on... you on that, Brian, but we are going to investigate it. Yeah, I got to look at this. But Mel Gibson, that was when he was like at his uber hottest before we knew that he was an anti-Semite. Like, I mean, like, really? <laughs> like, Apparently they cast him as a loose cannon, so they knew something. Mm-hmm. Okay, number 15, Joya Noël, the, the way that you say it in French. Um, the war drama snagged an Oscar nomination for Best Foreign Language Film and explores the victory of humanity over brutality as it chronicles the real-life story of Christmas truce of 1914 when the world war one battlefield welcome carols instead of carnage never seen this one either that's a 2005 movie and so diana kruger was in this um number 14 this should be in the top fucking 10 white christmas 1954 the ridge come on bing crosby like danny k rosemary clooney vera ellen this is like you know i'm dreaming of a white christmas like this sisters (laughs) <laughs> no one's as slutty as my sister she'll take your dick in her mouth and cough <laughs> you just make up like slutty words about it but like yeah because it's like there's like random like holiday mo- holiday songs that i totally don't know the words to 
but I love them all the same. Like, um, <laughs> what's that one? Like the uh, one you just tried to sing the tra la la la. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the tra la la la. It's the thing is, is it's gonna really, really drive me crazy. Those tra la 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 las <laughs> from from that movie, and we're gonna figure it out before the end of this episode. So you guys do not make sure you guys get five stars, five stars only. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no but this has like the um but i was saying like when you can like take take songs and like make different lyrics to them you know and so like mm -hmm. sisters is one but then the other one is like you know the happy holidays mm -hmm. uh you know and like what is that um with old saint nick and his peppermint dick oh <laughs> <laughs> like the christmas tree it's the holiday season you've had a lot and of eggnog <laughs> And loop de loop and dickery dock. And somebody comes, takes a look on your cock. Oh, it's coming down the Christmas. <laughs> like it's just you make up your own words and it makes sense. Oh no, something's happening. Okay. What's the next one on this list today? Number 13, Gremlins, 1984. I get that, except for Gremlins is like one of those ones that has not had a reboot at all. No, and let's not put that in the ether because they keep rebooting absolutely everything. And I'm like, nobody's making anything new. Like no one wrote something completely different and new. Let's just leave that alone. I also think that that should be like somewhere between like 15 to 20. I don't think it needs to be that high on the list to be honest. It doesn't. Like it, it really, that should have been lower. Number 12, The Shop Around the Corner from 1940. I never seen this. Um, it's the inspiration for the You Got Mail from Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. The Hungarian Holiday Jam features Jimmy Stewart and Margaret Sullivan as bickering co-workers in a Budapest leather goods store where they've unknowingly fallen in love with, uh, love with each other through anonymous letters. Shop around the corner. Never seen it. Maybe we'll check it out. It'll probably be on like, you know, AMC or one of those things this month, this Christmas thing. Number 11, A Christmas Story, 1983. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, like, this is top five is he serious like this, i don't know and the thing is is i feel like tbs has really ruined us for this movie because the way that they show it 24 hours a day for like you know what i mean like for years for, for, for christmas and it's been happening since we were children and like we're just all like ugh at this point you know but it is like a quintessential movie uh, number 10 is the original version of Christmas Carol from 1951. So um, it's a dual traditional version, except for I think we all love the Muppet Christmas Carol a little bit more. And so I'm hoping we made this list. Number nine is The Apartment from 1960. This, okay, really, this Brian to it from USA Today, you really wanted to get laid by somebody who likes movies because you <laughs> saying these movies and putting them in the top 10, you know damn well that a lot of us haven't even seen this. And so this is just hate. Um, but anyways. I think a boomer would make this list. And they've, know. You know, and they've seen these movies like that. Yeah, this is Jack Lemon and Shirley MacLaine, so it seems like it's something that we should all watch at some point. But the romantic dramedy stars Jack Lemon in the as a nebbish office drone known for lending out his place for bosses to take their mistresses. Ooh, this is scandalous from yeah. back in 1960. Um, I want it. <laughs> he puts focus back on himself when he starts to fall hard for an elevator girl, Shirley MacLaine whom the big boss secretly takes to, uh, to the love den on Christmas Eve. I don't think I've seen that. The, the one that. thing happened on Christmas Eve in this movie, and now it's a Christmas movie. I don't, Brian. That's help. what happens, though. That the thing is, is I think that's one of those things. I think for a lot of like 
you know, like if you want to have a, yourself a Christmas movie, just put a little Christmas in it. Because that's like Harry Potter. Harry Potter feels like Christmas movies because there's such big stuff that happens in the winter and Christmas. But it's not a Christmas movie. It's just Harry Potter. <laughs> like, but but I, like, feel like, I feel like for it to make this list, it has to transcend generations, right? Like White Christmas transcends generations, right? True. And the apartment does not. The apartment does not. The apartment. Nobody's seen the apartment. Come on. Uh, number eight, The Holdovers, 2023. So this is a new one. Alexander Payne's 1970s throwback is a snarky yet warm-hearted reminder of the holiday spirit. Paul Giamatti stars as the curmudgeonly teacher stuck at school for winter break who befriends and bonds with rebellious student newcomer Dominic Sessa and a grieving head cook, uh, Divine Joy Randolph. And people are saying that she's like amazing in this. Isn't she um, up for something? She is. She's up for one of the, I think, the com- one of the comedy awards. The thing what? is is like this is a brand new movie okay usa today we see we see you here we see you i see you you see me we see each other that you are trying to sell tickets for this <laughs> like <laughs> it's a new movie and the fact that you put this in the top 10 come on it's probably amazing paul giamatti's up for an award for it and it's up for one of like the award like the holdovers is up for it's too new it's too new to be making this list I know. Like, that's the thing here. Number seven, Die Hard. Go. Something we can agree on. <laughs> there we go. This does sit up there. We did do this. So if you guys listen to old back episodes, actually, you know what? I'm probably going to go ahead and re-release this this holiday season. I'm going to re-release like four archive episode Bald and Bingeables in the next couple of weeks that you guys can listen to some old episodes but they'll be new to you if you are new to the pod. But we usually in the holiday season when life is a little bit more free do like full movie reviews a bunch of things and so we do a full deep dive of this with um goddess sydney and yes the um die hard is totally a holiday movie it's a holiday action movie and yes bruce willis is at his hottest in this like Mm -hmm. come through bruce um so so good number six national lampoon's christmas vacation okay i could sit with this being a top 10 1989 Chevy Chase Randy Quaid I mean like this is um it's good you know it's it's every everybody knows what this feels like to be trying to get the holidays together and everything not going right and your family showing up and being crazy and everything else you know so um we endorse this number five Miracle on 34th Street the original 1947 Yes, this sits up there, except for I would appreciate, I do appreciate the one that came a little bit later that was like, or maybe the one that they just colored it. I think that's maybe what it was. They just colored this one. Um, I got to say, th- this is what I mean by transcending generations, right? Because for me, like, I think I saw this movie once and I was so bored and I think I passed out like and fell asleep during it. But it's like, it still transcends generations because like, I remember this being a holiday movie. And I know that when Christmas hits, this is going to play somewhere on that TV, somewhere on a streamer. And like half these movies aren't doing that. Did you remember what? Here's the thing. Did you watch Miracle on 34th Street, this original version or the 90s version with Mara Wilson? No, this one with the black and white. With the black and white. Yeah. See, I Um, remember the black and white version. My aunt, I think at a swap meet, she found it, but she found it like colored, you know what I mean? Like digitized. Yeah. And so, and that was like, we would watch that every so often. My sister really liked it. Um, but it was this, cute. This played on, it was one of those like on rotation on what was then WPIX 11, which then got bought out by the WB, which is now the CW. Um, so that's kind of like 
on you know it was UPN once too. You know you watched Moesha on there because I did too. <laughs> Bo to the yeah. to the. <laughs> the entire millennial generation was raised on UPN and I'm pretty convinced of it. <laughs> UPN, it's just gone. UPN did more for our lives than it would even know, and the fact that it's gone now. <laughs> oh my goodness, Moesha. Uh number four, Love Actually from 2003. This, this has should... become a classic. Yes, it should be on the list, but I don't think it should be top 10. It should be like between 10 and 15. Yeah, it doesn't need to be number four. I mean, mm -hmm. it can sit up high. And it, like the, the thing is, it's like there is a love actually like called out there. People who just, you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of girls who I think want to be engaged to the way that, you know, Andrew Lincoln comes up and, and does that whole thing with the big cue cards. You know what I mean? Like the only eligible person that can do that is Cory Booker right now right i and guess remotely close to that you would i think you just you would really want andrew lincoln aka the guy from the walking dead who was so cute in this movie back then and none of us ever saw that coming that he was gonna become like one of the biggest tv stars of all time um but it's a good one the thing is isn't all i want for christmas is in it but a little girl sings it and so it makes you feel like all the feels and you know what I mean? That's that's actually the most emotional part in the whole entire movie for me. The only part that does give me like the chills and the feels like the the hot cheeks, you know, like, oh, I'm going to maybe cry a little bit is the part when the little boy is running through that airport, you know, trying yeah. to get to the girl. That's one of the best parts of this movie. So that is that is a heart heart heartfelt part. Number three, Elf 2003. Oh. I get it. I get it. Elf has like. This movie has seriously become classic fodder and it's just and it's amazing how many more people want to dress up like Elf at this time of year. <laughs> Top 10. Yeah. But after it, 5. It's it's up there. I mean the thing is is I mean who this this movie's magical. Zoe Deschanel taking a shower at Macy's. It's ridiculous. The ridiculousness of the whole thing is also I really can't stay. Is that is that the holidays, right? It's like Somewhere between the most joyful thing and crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Santa, I know him. <laughs> I'm singing, singing a star. <laughs> My sister used to do that when we were like younger. I mean, like it's a great, it's a great freaking movie. Number two, It's a Wonderful Life, 1946. If this is number two, I don't even know what number one is because I, I would think this is number one. I know we're not going to go on to it just yet. The Citizen Kane of Christmas films through, uh, though in this case, everyone has seen Jimmy Stewart's heavenly journey as George Bailey, akin to the Scrooge model in its focus on the significance of second chances with the man being shown how bad life would have been if he had not been born. This thing will straight up pull the Christmas spirit kicking and screaming out of you. This is another one that we had the color version of. Like, and I love those Dr. Technicolor versions. It's yeah. like there's something so like home I love about it. But um, it's a wonderful life. I probably have not watched this in 40 years. <laughs> uh no, more like 30 years. Probably saw it last when I was like 13 years old. And um I've seen it in pieces. Like yeah, I watched the movie, but in pieces because you like walk by, you eat some dessert in front of it, and then you walk by, then you walk by, you drink something in front of it, and then you walk by. It's that, or you always go to like some artsy musician, something like that, somebody like that's house for like Christmas, and this movie is always on a TV yep. in a random room, and you're just like, 
who put this on? And you know what I mean? Like there's something else playing, but it's always this. And it's usually this, this, the, the scene that I always come in on is when it's like storming and he's going back. <laughs> like that's what I'm always like seeing every single time at like some artsy person's house. But this is like one of those movies. This reminds me of like, um, drinking way too much champagne at Nanette Lepore's like holiday party, you know, because again, artsy people, this was on a TV somewhere inside that apartment. inside that suite somewhere. Number one, Scrooge, a 1988 version with Bill Murray. Are we serious? Born out of 80s greed through timeless and its relevancy, Scrooge is a pitch-perfect blend of slapstick and black humor, love and loss, life and death that has no business being as sounding as it is. It's superbly cast from Bill Murray's modern Scroogey Frank Cross to Carol Kane's adorably sadistic fairy. And if you're not welling up by the time, put a little love in your heart kicks in, you might be visited by three ghosts yourself. I don't get Scrooge being the number one Christmas movie. I think this right here, this is a white man dude who, this is a straight guy. <laughs> okay, but here's the question. Is it for you, is it top five or is it top three? For Scrooge? Yes. That can sit in the 10. That would be somewhere between five and, and 15 for me. It's, like, I don't it's, think it sits it's up. definitely top top five for me. It might even be top three. because I Really? I, yeah, I do think it's just a very clever telling. And then also just like the New Yorkness of it, I think for me is like the other piece, right? Which makes it, and you remember like Christmas in the city in the eighties and nineties was like, it was just like a whole vibe. So I think this kind of really captured that. So it does, but I don't know. It just, but you said, you know, as you said a little bit ago, was does it is it timeless enough and do people you know what i mean like i don't think enough people watch this movie and reference it it's not it's not like keep the change a filthy animal you know what yeah. i mean like it's yeah. not it's not that like like it's just it's um it doesn't have that it's not what the french call les incompetents <laughs> like it's not... <laughs> but it's like it's like that kind of a vibe that i'm just kind of like finding there so it's what it is. Okay, so that was this list, you guys. Um, before we get ourselves like wrapped up completely, did you watch the new Brandy and Heather Graham Netflix Best Christmas Ever? Yes, I did. Oh, best period Christmas period ever! Exclamation point is how it is. <laughs> like, yeah. but um, you guys, this is starring Heather Graham and Brandy. Um. Okay, the best way to say this is that storyline is every Christmas without fail, Jackie sends a boastful holiday newsletter that makes her old friend Charlotte feel like a lump of coal. Jackie is played by Brandy. Charlotte is played by Heather Graham. Um, it was very cute. It's It sits a level up from like a Hallmark movie because it has a little bit more, you know, budget and whatnot. Um, and it's a, it's a It's a little wild. It's a little wild. There's it's just like Jason Biggs is in this. Um, and like Brandy's husband is played by Matt um, Candiero, I think his name is. And so it's um, it's sad. <laughs> like So not to give things right, away. It has bites. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> There's like it's it's really a movie about mourning. So just that's a trigger warning for all of you guys that are out there that if you guys want to watch a movie that this one does have a, a good deal of like mourning that is associated with it. That's all kind of wrapped up. Have you ever um, or has anybody in your family ever been somebody that does like one of those Christmas newsletters? Have you ever done that? Uh, no, I mean, like we're barely putting up a tree these days. 
Like, but like, do you have any family who does that? Or like, do you, do you no. have friends? Like, it's always, it's so weird. I've had like one, um, okay. My, I don't no. know who listens to this. And I know I have a big listenership in this area of the country. And I don't know if any of these people do. So I'm like, I have to but, like, see how I need to say this. Um, so like a friend, a friend, I'm going to say a friend, a friend's <laughs> aunt used to always send out letters that used to always be like, you know, like the wrap up of what the year, you know what I mean? Like Carly made lacrosse and she's been, she's on the JV cheerleading team and blah, 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 you know? So this friend's aunt used to always send these letters out. And then she started like expanding, you know, like what the family did and started talking about other things, you know, like, so, so like she would talk about her immediate family, you know, her nuclear family that was in the house. And then she would go out and start talking about like the cousins and that sort of thing. And so it was like, and Petey made softball and Janice is on her way to Youngstown State University, you know, on scholarship for nursing. And I was going to say a name. I almost said a name. <laughs> but anyways, and they'd be like, and Carly has been to school all <laughs> like month or something like that. It was just like this random like, and Carly, no, Carly has not missed a, a day of school this year. And it was like, that's all Carly did. She just went to school. <laughs> Reach. Listen, <laughs> you'd be like, oh. Carly's the one struggling. <laughs> oh, the thing is, I couldn't think of it because I almost said the real name out loud and I don't want to edit. But the thing is, it was just like, it was like, yeah, Matt is doing this. And Janice is now going to, you know, full ride with nursing at Youngstown State University. And Carly hasn't missed a day of school all year. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, Carly, do something more for your mom. Do some dishes. But, but, also, but Carly, what are you, what are you up to? I want to know. It's probably more interesting than not missing a single day of school. I'd like oh, to know. Who From knows? And, <laughs> and Carly smokes cigarettes. <laughs> like it's just like, what does she do? But yeah, I remember like, yeah, this, this person, they used to always have like these, these like family things. And I just thought it was so fascinating. So like that being one of the premises of like this movie where Brandy writes these big letters telling everybody what's going on, like, Bitch, we got Facebook and Instagram. We don't need your letters. <laughs> I think that's why that's dying out. But I got to say, my I don't know. I just think life is just, I don't think millennials have the same priorities. Like, it's just like my friends, when I get those holiday cards from of their children, it's like January. It's mm -hmm. like holiday. <laughs> it's like, this what? is what we did. for. It's usually like a happy new year. <laughs> like this this is as soon as we can get it to you, we did it. And I love that. I love getting them because it is, it's also nice to have of the kids growing up. If your friends have children, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or, oh, next year I'm going to be obnoxious. I'm going to send something out of the dogs. Yeah, please do. I would I'm love gonna it. I'm going to send like Sadie in a bikini at the beach. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> random like pictures of the dogs doing random things. <laughs> yes. And only we through the years, we're just gonna go to like JC Penny and go do one of those photo shoots. You think they'll sit still? <laughs> Maybe it just depends if I have enough treats, <laughs> it might happen. <laughs> but you guys, this best Christmas ever. It's cute, it's worth the watch, but do be warned, it does have some mourning associated with it. Um but, I thought you know, they did great. Huh? I thought they were great. I thought they did they did well together, her and um and Heather. 
Um, it was, but the whole fact that like Heather Graham's going to try to act like she's not as beautiful as she is, you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, what you look like Blondie. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. Like everyone goes through their frumpy stages and I think women have that a lot. Like, especially like once you have kids and if like, if you were a career girly and your career isn't going where you're wanting it to, you could really fall into like a bit of a funk. So I, I believed her as someone going through a funk in a career Mm -hmm. more than like not feeling beautiful, just not feeling sexy about your life. But I got to say one thing, her wardrobe, man, (laughs) in this movie, I hate, I hate mom jeans. Oh, it's bad. Oh my God. And then that red outfit that she wore at the holiday, at the Christmas, Mm -hmm. that had me, that had me dying. I was like, I don't know who picked this. Oh, you just reminded me too of like the end-ish. Okay. (laughs) And so this, this movie is wild, y'all. This movie is office rocker. Like I know that we talked about going to space over on, you know, the uh, morning show. This one does something equally as crazy. So just like, (laughs) just watch it. It's fun. It's watch it. Suspend your disbelief. Okay. Before we wrap ourselves up, is there anything that you want to recommend to anybody to binge, to watch right now, something on your radar? Um, well, I'm like in firmly in Michelle Buteau world. Okay. Um, so I'm really into survival of the thickest right now. And I just picked up Big Mouth again because I kind of let it go. And I'm probably going to jump into human resource after that. I um, never, I've watched Big Mouth. Again, one of those ones I watched for like one season and left, let it go. And it's like in like seven season or something like that now. So like, I maybe like I yeah. is she, is Michelle Buteau in Big Mouth? I don't know if she is, oh. um, but she's Survival of the Thickest is like the one that I like. Oh, it's phenomenal. So Survival of the Thickest Guys is like the one with um, Michelle Buteau. It came out in the middle of the strike, so it didn't have any push behind it. But um, Garcelle Bouvet is in it. Uh, Lisa Traeger plays her roommate, who's just the roommate is just so ridiculous. ridiculous. (laughs) And everybody has really good chemistry in terms of like performing together. And then the the script is really good. Like it's really well written. It's it's believable. The way people speak on that show is like believable to their character. It's fun. It's like it's a fun show. She plays a stylist and like, you know, it's just her navigating the world after a breakup and and whatnot. So check it out. Survival of the Thickest. I love that. Um, I will tell people I did watch the Squid Games, the challenge. Did you watch any of this? Oh, I don't like stuff like that. I don't like horror and I don't like being scared and like. This isn't the same. So you can actually watch this and you would get into it. So um, you know what? you should watch Squid Game The Challenge because it's not a horror. It's it's actually like a competition reality game show. Well, it's, not based, like the, it's not like the TV show that it's based off of. No, they base it on the TV show. The thing is, is like, so the challenges that you saw on the TV show, people get to actually go and play the challenges. So that big, you know, um, what do you call it? The big doll that they have that you've seen that plays like red, like green, like that sort of a thing. That is, you know, that's like the first challenge that they have. And so these people play and um, but like in the real squid game, it's like all these people who are down and out on their luck and that sort of thing. And so they feel like they have nothing else to live for. So they're going to, you know, try to play these different games. And squid game is like a game in like Korea that kids play like on like the playground. So all the games that these people play are like playground games, essentially, you know, so marbles and and red light green red light green light and that kind of thing yeah they play all these different games and so 
um, the very first episode. So we'll just kind of give away like the very, very beginning. So they start off with like 465 people or something like that are playing this game, just like in the actual like movie or in the, in the, in the, in the show. And so in the show, in the actual drama show that was on TV, the K, the, the K drama show, um, that like red light green light happened and one of like the craziest things about that is that's when everybody realizes okay this is a fucked up game because like you know red light you know green light you know and like green light everybody's running and then red light and then if you're like running towards and you like stop and if you move just one little hair they shot you right Mm -hmm. there and that was like the whole thing with like the whole show was that these people are doing these different challenges that they have to like cut something out you know like in this perfect shape and if they don't they were shot that sort of thing so in the game in this game um you're eliminated but they do get dramatic and the people are loaded with the squids you know like well you know squibs you know that people um they use in movies that when somebody gets shot looks like they get you know the blood packet oh yeah the ink the ink ink packs they they do ink packs on these people so when they get shot it's so dramatic because it's like and they like and the person has been instructed to just, just fall and die where you are. So the thing is, is so they slow motion it. So it's just traumatic. Well, um, the show is, it's there to be like survivor. You know what I mean? So the thing is, is so they go back to their dorms and you have to start making alliances because there's little things that, you know, you have to play with people and play against people. And eventually somebody's going to be number one. And the prize is for is over $4.6 million. <gasps> so people are vicious for this prize. I mean, it's it's not like a regular $100,000. They have 400 and so many people. So each time that they come back from a challenge, this piggy bank lowers from the ceiling because they don't, they have to go st- stay in a dorm room too. So they're mm-hmm. staying in like this huge open air, almost like prison dorm with tons of, um, levels and Did uh, you do this? And, like, and like bunk beds i don't know this one is one of those ones that maybe you would do it because you were in a controlled environment because you're going to be in one place the whole entire time who knows how much they did let them sleep and didn't let them sleep and how much they let really let them not eat you know to really get them riled up you know because people get hangry and they get mad with each other those kind of things so who knows what how much production stepped in but this was like, you know, so, you know, people go back to the dorms and you start to learn who people are and they introduce more and more characters and they take people away from you because people die, you know, in the show, like, quote unquote. And um, there's a mother and son who are playing this game and she's and the thing about the Squid Game original like game, like the show was there was like an old man, you know, like an elderly man, that sort of thing. So there's like, there's this, this older woman, gray hair, who's like 20 something year old son is in this. And they have an automatic advantage because it's somebody that they trust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you have people that you trust because when you're back in the dorms, all of a sudden the guards can show up and be like, we're going to play a game, pick two people, you know, that sort of thing. And those two people may leave the room and one comes back. So you don't always want to leave the room with your best friend because you may have to play a game with them outside the room to do something. So they play all these like crazy things like, you know, tug of war and um, they have to like almost like a hopscotch kind of a game. And like, it's incredible, like the sets that they use and everything. But I think you would like it because the people politics 
and they introduce you to people. This one is a lesbian and she's got a son and, you know, her and her wife are starting their families and you have to see how they go. And then there's another guy who, you know, um, is, uh, what do you call it? Um, his son or something or no his daughter was on the spectrum and didn't you know speak and that sort of a thing and so and they just had all this therapy and you know so they give like little stories for people and then they also make them like play against each other it's incredible squid game the challenge even if you don't like you don't have to watch the original squid game drama series you can just watch the challenge and it's just it's like it's like a good survivor type game like, like i'm telling you guys so that's a fun one. Okay, before we end ourselves, our person, place, and thing of the week. Do you have a person this week that you're crushing yes. on? My crush is from Survival of the Thickest. It's um the person that plays Michelle's Uto's characters. Oh my god, I forgot his name. Her best friend. Her best friend. Uh huh. Oh no, you have to look him up because I know who you're I talking did. about. The straight one that she gets high with on the roof. Yes. Um, Khalil. Why did I forget? Khalil. Khalil. Um, that's a good one. I love that and character. So... I I just think he's great. And I'm like, where is that man in Brooklyn? I'd like to meet him. <laughs> Where's the man in Brooklyn? Um, okay, for Crush, we have to give it to Morgan Spurlock this week, the guy from Gilded Age. So the thing is, is like new pictures of him have come out and he looks amazing. And he's like soup's hot and everybody loves him. So probably We'll give it to Morgan Spurlock this week for a person. Okay. Oh, Your yes. place. Um, my place. Um, <laughs> the Pacific Coast. Aww. <laughs> I'm partying. I'm partying bad. Yeah. The pers- you had Pacific so much fun. Coast. Yeah, I would say like that. That stretch below, like. Torrance is it down uh-huh. to nice so that's your place my place this week is you guys I love that stupid ride Soren at Disney at, at or California Adventure <laughs> it's such a fun stupid ride and it's like you soaring over the world and like big screen and they pump in all these scents and everything so that'll be my place of the week um your thing of the week do you have anything that you were completely crushed um yes i just found a new like cobbler um that also does like bags and things like that down in koreatown actually um but they also do like so i busted a wheel on my rollerboard on my suitcase um right when i got home from from visiting you um over the weekend and i was like oh my god i can't i can't function like this i need i need my bag to be straight up okay then I looked up a bunch of people and they handle travel pros so I went in there 20 minutes later I had a whole new wheel um amazing and and then while I was sitting there other customers were coming in getting different things looked at like this woman came in with a Gucci bag that had like a stain and they gave her like okay well we're gonna wait and do this and then in a month come back because it has too much moisture and then at that point we'll be able to remove the whatever and then Mm. there was another lady there with like some high-end shoe I forget what brand it's the one that has like the gold stamp like the gold um hardware on the sole I forget the the name but she came in she broke a heel they're they're taking care of it she needed some boots resold and like the heel re-leathered because it was covered in like um a suede 
and they took care of it. So it's called Modern Leather Goods. Um, so down in Korea. And they've been there since in New York City. Yes, in New York City. And they've been there since 1944. So like I appreciate New York establishments like that. Nice. I like that. Um, so you have a cobbler now. You have a you actually have a, you're like you're like Carrie Bradshaw. I know. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm growing up, folks. <laughs> um my thing this week, and I just had it in my head and it just completely like left. What yeah. was it? Um, I will say, you guys, I got a new phone finally. Yeah. And it makes all the difference, especially my pictures. They came out so good. (laughs) (laughs) Just like my random ones. They like, they're just coming out good. Like the ones that you take like at night and everything. So So that's the 15. Yeah, I did. I upgraded finally my little iPhone because it had been enough time and it just stopped charging and everything else. And I was able to trade it in. (laughs) They they did this whole thing too with like the trade in that you like, you trade it in as is and it was like 300 bucks. But if I fixed, if I fixed my camera on it, it was like $800 trade in value. So yes, I will take the trade in value. So I did a lot, but anyways, um, that's a really good story. (laughs) You guys, thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of bald and bingeable. It's been a lot of fun talking to you guys. Do look for those old episodes, uh, from the vault that are coming of the, um, different holiday movie reviews that's what we're leaving with you with this month we'll be probably doing at least one or maybe two more episodes before 2023 is over but please do like and subscribe tell your friends about the show and um good night from the lower level good night from the lower level